1: It's Friday. It is August 23rd. It's 2019, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's plate. Luckily, it's 13 games and not Friday the 13th. Um, I'm joined by my good buddy, Derek Notorious. How are you doing, my friend?
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, I like your hat a lot better than mine. Um, I'm actually looking for, you know, the Brooks Kepka hat with all the flowers on it? I'm trying to find that, but it's sold out everywhere.
1: Oh, man. You know, I have probably 20 minor league baseball hats if not 30 or 40 like <laughs> my my minor league baseball hat collection continues to grow i uh, what's the the worst thing is like when we're doing um grinders live i'll be in i'll be in chat and like people will see the hat and they're like hey have you seen this hat and like that's the worst because like usually <laughs> the hat's are really cool so um that happened to me the other day I was doing a show with Dean I think it was on Tuesday and somebody posted in chat and I bought a hat so my wife hates it you know, she's like you know we have all this baby stuff to buy like <laughs> so uh, um yeah i could have went in and i didn't even realize the hat you're wearing i could have went and got my blue one man um good times oh, yeah. Remember that was oh, yeah. fun. so uh, yeah. if you guys haven't already make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com check out the sponsor of the podcast um love what they're doing over there at fantasy draft with rake free um, I keep saying it. I'm I'm excited to play football over there. I, I haven't really got to play a lot of baseball over there because it's really hard with a kid to play on more than two sites. So really excited to play baseball or football over there. They have their million-dollar Hooters kickoff for week one, $20 buy-in, rake free um, So you can put up to 150 entries into that tournament. And the um, payouts are pretty solid, you know, $100,000 to first, $60,000 to second, $40,000 to third it's going to pay out, um, 10,000 spots. So, you know, nice 20% flat payout rate there. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. They got their free roll going on right now, um, for the NFL kickoff. Hopefully you guys got into that. We talked about it yesterday on the, on the show. So, um, yeah, let's jump in. We got a lot to cover here with, um, 13 games and, um, you know, we get started with Tampa at Baltimore, Trevor Richards against Ty blocked. Um, any interest here in Trevor Richards?
0: You know, it's a good matchup. Uh, last time we saw him, I think he came out of the bullpen, right? Um, so they uh, might, uh, maybe yeah, not. I think he wasn't, yeah, he had an opener. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, so we'll see if he has an opener again today. I kind of prefer it um, just because, you know, maybe they build the lead here. Then he comes in and faces the bottom of the order instead of uh, the very top. But, uh, you know, he's always been a reverse splits guy. Um, Probably going to be facing quite a few lefties in the Baltimore lineup, which I like. It's a negative ballpark shift, but uh, I like the strikeout rate. Um, So, yeah, 7,400, I think he's viable. 5,800 on FanDuel is certainly interesting, but um, certainly not a guy that we want to look to for our SP1. So I have a little bit, but probably not a ton.
1: That's kind of where I'm at. I think he's okay. I don't think he's like a lock and load play if this game was in Miami or in Tampa, sorry, if this game was in Tampa, I'd probably have more interest in him than facing Baltimore in Baltimore. But, you know, there's some strikeouts in the middle of this lineup. Nunez, VR, Stewart, uh, Wilkerson, all those guys have strikeout rates that are pretty high. So um, don't mind it. You know, the other side of this game, Ty Blotch. I like left-handed pitching against um, Tampa, but I'm not playing a bad lefty against Tampa. <laughs> he's 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 pretty bad.
0: Yeah, not as bad as his 12.06 ERA, but pretty bad. Uh, nearly as many walks as strikeouts and uh, bad ballpark as well. So he's a pretty easy fade.
1: Uh, what are we looking at here for the Tampa Bats?
0: Yeah, all the righties in play. Um, and if you want to fully stack them, you can certainly play Meadows because uh, Block hasn't been very good against lefties last year or this year. Uh, but the righty power is well, where I'm looking at. This ballpark plays up right-handed power. So I like Fam. I like Darneau, uh Jesus Aguiar, if he ends up being in the lineup. Typically a cheap first baseman that you can look at. Matt Duffy's been really cheap across the industry, hasn't been very good so far this season, but he's bad fifth and he's like, um, you know, really cheap. I certainly think you look at him as well. So uh, this is probably going to be one of the cheaper stacks available and I expect it to garner quite a bit of ownership.
1: Yeah, it's certainly an interesting stack. You know, you mentioned some of the cheap guys, uh, really like Matt Duffy as well. He has been struggling, but we know, looking back at last year uh, and years past, he, he has been good against left-handed pitching. And, and Ty Blatch is just not going to really overpower anybody in this game. So, Fam is really expensive at 51, but and Sogard is really expensive. But outside of that, when you start building the stack, it's it's pretty affordable. So, certainly looking at some Tampa bats here against Blatch, who's been really, really bad. Um, any interest in the Baltimore bats here against Richards?
0: If you're making a single lineup, I probably wouldn't end up with any uh, Baltimore bats. But if Trevor Richards end up being pretty popular, then I suppose you could look at a couple guys for leverage in tournaments. You know, Trey Mancini's got some right-handed power. Uh, Reynaldo Nunez as well. We know uh, throughout his career, Trevor Richards has struggled against right-handed power. So if you want to look at those guys, I don't hate them, but I probably won't get there myself.
1: Yeah, Nunez and Mancini would be the two guys that I'd probably play in this spot. You know, they're they have power against both sides of the plate or the mound, I guess. Um, so, you know, VR is interesting, but 5,200 for VR seems ridiculously high. Um, so, you know, I, I can pay 49 for Mancini. I can pay 46 for Nunez and be okay with it. I know Santander's, you know, pretty cheap. Wilkerson's pretty cheap. And Smith Junior's pretty cheap. So I don't hate those guys. I just, I, I don't, honestly, I just don't love them here. Um, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, we got Anthony Descafani against Mitch Keller. It's a pick game, nine total. Um, any interest here in Descafani?
0: Well, typically the Pirates would roll out a left-handed heavy lineup, but I'm looking at their projected lineup has five righties in it. If that ends up being the case, then I will have some interest in Descafani. This is the cheapest he's been in quite some time. 27% K rate against righties this season, held them to a 275X well um, against lefties he's obviously struggled but um, if the Pittsburgh Pirates end up uh, you know having more righties than lefties and I think I'll have a little bit of interest yeah
1: you talked about it like if you know 265 Woba to righties uh, 386 Woba to lefties is a 2.48 home run per nine to lefties this season so you really want the lefties to be out of the lineup if you're going to target Descafani he's all about the lineup like you know yeah. it's hard to do the night before on him because, you know, really just depends on what we're looking at here. Uh, Mitch Keller on the other side of this game, you know, he, he's kind of struggled with righties, giving up a lot of hard contact. Um, You know, he is getting a little bit babbitt, you know, but it's only been 13 innings and, you know, even his numbers against lefties aren't great. I think there's going to be better pitchers on this slate, but he's 6,800, like, you know, you have to kind of respect the price tag a little bit because he is a talented young kid and this is in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I like him quite a bit. Um, you mentioned he's talented, uh, top pitching prospect for the Pirates. Really good numbers in the minors. He's struggled so far in the majors, but uh, he's pitching at home, which helps. He's pitching against the Reds, which helps. Their projected lineup has a 281 x woba with a 26% uh, strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. So uh, can't ask for a better matchup uh, at home. He's getting some respect from the oddsmakers. This game is basically set as a pick So I do like uh, Keller quite a bit. It's just going to be an ownership play for me.
1: Yep, going to have to check that ownership for sure. Like, both these pitchers are really cheap. And, you know, when you're looking at it, you don't really love the bats here. Like, when you're looking at Cincinnati, like, what do you love here? Like, you know, Aquino just keeps hitting home runs. So, like, he's interesting. But, like, I don't love Cincy in this spot.
0: Yeah, me neither. Uh, bad ballpark. Uh, I was playing Van meter for quite a while, but he's 4,100 now, so uh don't really want to play him at this price. Galvis has been swinging a hot bat, but he's 4,300. Uh, Aquino is probably the guy that I would use as a one-off target, but I uh, don't really love the spot for him either, given the fact that it is in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, like, you know, with Votto, hurt, this lineup kind of weak, and I know Votto is not anything to be scared of, but, you know, he puts the ball in play a lot, so – you know, more, more reasons to like Mitch Keller here. Uh, as far as Pittsburgh goes, I think you could target really any of these lefties that you want. Like if Bell and Moran are in there, they're probably my two favorite. If Frazier draws the start batting leadoff, like he's cheap across the industry at 3,900 on DraftKings. Moran's cheap. Like I don't mind getting like two, maybe even three of these Pittsburgh bats with Descafani giving up so many home runs to lefties this year.
0: Yeah, it's one of those situations where you could play Descalfani and the Pirates uh, just in separate lineups uh, if you're building more than one because the lefties um, are in a really good spot. You mentioned uh, his struggles against power, 2.48 home run for nine, 267 ISO allowed this season. So, Frazier, Reynolds, Bell, and Moran are going to be your top targets here.
1: Atlanta at New York facing the Mets. We got uh, Fulton Nevich against Jacob deGrom. DeGrom's a 180 favorite here. Um, which Fulton Evich shows up in this game, Derek? Do you know? Do you have an inside track?
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew. Um, you know, the Mets lineup's a little bit watered down right now. Uh, no Cano and no Jeff McNeil. They've been pretty good recently, even without those guys. But uh, if you look at, like, their season average numbers, not great against righties. Uh, their projected lineup, 313 next well-buff uh, with the 22% K-rate against righties. So there's certainly some upside for Fulty. Um, he's only 6,900. Uh, He's just kind of in the same boat as other guys we've talked about. I think he's fine, but not a guy that I'm looking to force into my lineups.
1: Yeah, I think he's okay at 6,900. I I certainly have interest, like especially if Mitch Keller becomes like ultra chalk in the spot, then I like I have a ton of interest in in Fulty. So, you know, it's really like it's kind of a ballpark upgrade here going into New York facing the Mets. you know, it's going to be probably one of the lower-scoring games on the slate. So, Jacob DeGrom on the other side, you know, we don't like to target pitchers against Atlanta. You look at down this lineup, you know, they have, you know, five guys with ISOs over 200 against right-handed pitching this season. Um, what are we doing here with the GOAT?
0: Yeah, it's hard not to like him. I know the matchup's tough, but he's at home. It's a good ballpark. Uh, if you look at the Braves lineup, I mean, it's not as good as it was earlier in the year. They got Joyce, Hechevarria, Ortega. Um, just a couple guys that, you know, aren't you aren't too worried about. So as long as he can get through the top of the order, I certainly think he's viable. Look at the other aces in the slate. You got Lance Lynn uh, on the road against the White Sox, which is interesting. Berrios at home against the Tigers, which is interesting. But they both seem a little expensive, and DeGrom feels priced about right. So... Um, probably going to be an ownership play. I think he's certainly viable in all formats, and um, just going to depend on roster construction whether I end up uh, forcing him in or not.
1: Yeah, um, the, the issue that I have with Degrom today is Lance Lynn is cheaper facing the White Sox, and Barrios is cheaper facing Detroit. Like, we have other options to pay up for on this slate up towards the top. So, it's kind of an interesting slate when it comes to pitching. I think that. You know you can kind of play the ownership game if you want to but I think all these guys are very much in play um DeGrom he's just so good you know any matchup that he gets you know you're not too concerned with it you know he, he's he's put up over you know 20 fantasy points in eight of his last 10 starts like we, we know what we're getting from Jacob DeGrom he's gonna go out and get strikeouts he's probably gonna give up a couple home runs in the process uh do you like any Atlanta bats here
0: I do not. Freddie Freeman seems to show up in these tough matchups and hit home runs, but I am uh, not going out of my way to play him in a big slate like this. So, I will be fading the Braves.
1: Alright. Um, I'm with you. I don't, like, you know, free money Freddie is always in play if you want to do it. Um, I was just looking really quick. Like, he got a little bit of a price decrease. You're not paying, like, full price for him. I know he's facing the Grom, but, you know, he's 4700 He's still expensive. It's not like he's super cheap, but you know, it's certainly interesting. Um and, and then as far as the Mets go, like I, I think you can potentially look at like a conforto, maybe an Alonzo. We know Fulty gives up home runs. Like, you know, you want the power bats, and when you look at the Mets lineup, there there's two of them. And you know, those are the two guys that I would probably take a shot on.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, if you look at any projection model, you're gonna see Joe Panic right out as one of the better value plays, but he's just not a power bat. Um an ISO under point 0.1 on the season, so I definitely agree with you. I like Alonzo. I like Comforto. Probably better tournament plays than cash game options. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me.
1: All right. Cruising right along here. Uh, Royals and Indians, Jacob Junis against Zach Pleasick. Pleasick is a 186 favorite in this nine total. Do you have any interest here in um, Jacob Junis?
0: Uh, I do not. Uh, Cleveland, one of the tougher matchups on the board, um, especially now that they, you know, acquired a couple guys. Uh, they don't strike out that often. They hit the ball hard. They have a 341 average uh, ex woba against right-handed pitching. So, really tough spot for Junas. He's a guy that gives up a lot of power. His ballpark plays up lefty power, and, you know, the Indians have a lot of that.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that I was going to say. You just – you summed it up. So, um, for me, I, I don't have, you know, really any interest in Junas either. You know, the other side of this game, Pleasic – The thing is, like, he's 7,200. He's not too expensive. He's a big favorite here against Kansas City. I don't like playing the guy. Like, you know, when we look at his advanced numbers, there's nothing to be, like, super excited about. Anytime your XFIP is higher than your ERA, like, and, and, like, there's massive, like, stuff. Like, massive underlining numbers screaming regression against lefties for Pleasic. But he's facing the Royals, like – Do you have interest here at 7,200?
0: All these guys in this price range are probably going to be ownership plays for me. We've talked about a few already that are in pretty good spots, and uh, there's a couple more that we're going to talk about. Um, So it's just going to come down to ownership. I don't really love the spot for Pleszak. I know it's a good matchup, but, I mean, the KC does have a lot of lefties. Um, He's been good against lefties, but at the same time you mentioned, uh, could have some regression coming. So I I don't really know what to expect from Pleszak here. I probably won't get there. Uh, I probably would rather chase the strikeout upside of a Keller or a Vince Velasquez who we'll get to. So uh we'll see on Please Egg.
1: Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like when I'm looking at these numbers and I'm I'm seeing like a two sixty two ERA and a five ten um X FIP against lefties. <laughs> it just it just seems yeah. regression. Like, you know, he only has an eighteen percent soft contact rate, a two oh two bad now. Could he run on the right side of Babbitt again? Sure. Um, you know, that can always happen. So, he's 7,200. You know, I think you nailed it. Like, which which of these guys are cheaper or not cheaper, lower-owned? Um, so, uh, let's talk bats here. Anything kind of standing out to you against him um, for Kansas City?
0: So, please, I can't struggle with right-hand of power. 231 ISO allowed. 1.90 home run per nine so far this season. 15 starts, so a decent sample size. Sort of to look at Solera, Dozier. I certainly don't hate it. I'm um, not going to be forcing him in by any means. Ryan O'Hearn continues to be free across the industry. He continues to go 0 for five every single night. Um, but he continues to rate out well in projection models, just because he gets good matchups and uh, the ballpark does play up left-handed power. We saw him last year. He was actually really good um, in you know a short stint in the majors. So if you want to look at him for a cheap salary saver, right, I don't hate it. But he has been ice cold.
1: Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, Dozier. Solaire, um, Maryfield, they're just so expensive in this matchup where, yeah, I could see some regression happen to please but with these guys just so expensive on a 13 game slate, I just, I don't see myself going there. Um, what are we looking at when it comes to the other side of this game it's the Cleveland bats.
0: Yeah. I like Cleveland quite a bit. Um, they are a little expensive, but if Craig Allen ends up batting second again, that helps uh, cheapen the stack a little bit. He's only thirty eight hundred on DraftKings, but usual suspects are in play here: Lindor, Santana, Puig, Jose Ramirez. All have really good numbers against right-handed pitching, um, and each of the first six batters in their projected lineup has an ISO of at least two hundred. You know, they uh, have a decent amount of power, a decent amount of speed. It's just one of those stacks that I like to get to uh, when I can.
1: Yeah, I don't mind Framiel, Um If he's in the lineup, he's thirty eight hundred. Junis has a one point six home run per nine to righties this season, so there are there there's some upside here, you know, for the righties as well. So don't forget about like Mill or Kipnis is cheap. Like you can play some of these top end Cleveland bats and then get some of these cheaper ones to make your stack work a little easier um, when you're doing it today. Philadelphia at Miami. We got a nine total here. Vincent Velasquez um, against. Noezy, Hector Noezy. Velasquez is a 176 favorite. We love pitchers against the Marlins. You know, it's no secret by this time of the year, we've been playing pitchers against the Marlins all year. Vincent Velasquez, 7,800 going into Miami, getting a ballpark upgrade. (sighs) He struggled against them in his last time he faced them. Do you weigh that or do you just say, hey, it's Vincent Velasquez, it's Miami, we're playing it? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, he's made three starts against them this season, averaging 15. So uh, if he struggled in his last one, he obviously did a lot better against him the first two starts. Uh, But if you look at his, like, season-long numbers, I mean, they look pretty good, 25% K rate. Um, You know, he's a fly ball pitcher, so this ballpark should help with that. But then you look at his game logs, and he just doesn't have a ton of upside. It's kind of weird. And then you look at some of these bad pitchers with, like, 15% K rates, and you look at their game logs, and they have uh, some pretty high – fantasy outings uh, it's just kind of weird when you look at you know the season-long numbers them to game logs but i will be going to velasquez i like the price point i obviously like the matchup um, he does have a 26 percent k rate against righty he's going to be facing a bunch of them tonight in a great ballpark so yeah i'll definitely go there and he'll probably put up like 13
1: <laughs> the only good thing like the another thing that you can mention here for velasquez is he's a fly ball guy which should definitely be helped a little bit by this ballpark so where a warning track shot here would be probably a home run in Philadelphia. So um I, I like him here. I, I do um, plenty of strikeout ability against all these righties. Um, and, you know, like I said, his biggest issue is home runs. So hopefully that can be helped here. And, you know, the other thing that we kind of have to like here is he's typically a guy that will throw over a hundred pitches. So if he's pitching well, we're getting over a hundred pitches for 7,800 against Miami. Um. The other side of this game, Hector Noesi, um, everything we've seen for him so far has not been very good.
0: Yeah, not very, not been very good. The Phillies are fighting for, you know, uh, the playoffs right now. And if you look at the line of this game, I mean, he's a pretty big underdog. Phillies minus 160 favorites, total set at nine. So uh, we don't see very many uh, totals in this ballpark with a nine. Um, so I will be passing on Noesi.
1: Yeah, like Philly – you know, outside of Harper and Real Muto, like Dickerson's 44, um, Hoskins is 42, Gene Segura is 42. Like, I know this game's in Miami. I-, I get it, but there's still runs to be had here against this kid, and I think that we could look at some of these Philly bats at these price points.
0: Yeah, for sure. Small sample, but he's uh, given up a lot of power to both sides of the plate. So I like the guys that you mentioned, um, you know, Hoskins, Romito, Dickerson, Segura, all pretty cheap. And then Bryce Harper's just been red hot. So anytime he gets going at the plate, I don't mind paying a bit of a premium for him, especially if it comes at an ownership discount. So probably won't be stacking the Phillies, but I do think you can do some mini stacks and one-offs and uh, get your exposure to Phillies that way.
1: Yeah, they might be one of those teams you end up on like a three-man on the back end of your five-man. So they're cheap. Like, I, I really like Chris, uh, Corey Dickerson here.
0: Um, The other side of this game, any of the Miami bats that you want to play here? Yeah, I haven't played Miami for quite a while. Probably not going to start tonight. Uh, big slate, then it's in Miami. So, yeah, no thanks for me. Yeah,
1: like, Anderson's a little interesting if he's cheap on one of your sites. Like, if you're playing on maybe a FanDuel or Yahoo and he's cheaper, but 43 on, on DraftKings, I really don't want to play him at that price point. He's been the one bright spot when it comes to Miami as far as against right-handed pitching. So yeah, maybe Diaz if you need the
0: value. Yeah. You
1: know, anytime you end up on one of those cheap guys, you're, you're, you know what you're getting, you're getting a zero and you get anything else besides a zero. You're happy. <laughs> um, Texas at Chicago, nine total Lance Lynn, Dylan sees, um, Lynn's a one hundred and forty favorite here. I thought the, the favorite, like the line in this game is a little interesting. You know, it is a lot of respect for the young pitcher on the other side of this game. But, you know, we know how much this team strikes out. We know Lance Lynn, 34.7% K rate um, against righties this season, 203
0: against lefties. Like,
1: if we're paying up, like, you know, he's another guy you throw in the the mix up there at the top.
0: Yeah, for sure. You got uh, some tough decisions for your SP one tonight. You can go to DeGrom at home in a tough matchup. You can go with Berrios at home in a good matchup or Lynn on the road in a really good matchup. I haven't played him a ton this year. Uh, I keep writing him up as like a solid option, but he seems to just have tough matchups every single time he takes the mound. So now that he has a good matchup, I'll probably end up getting on him. Uh, you mentioned the uh, thirty-five, thirty-five percent K rate against righties. Been really good against lefties as well. The K rate's not as high, but he still held them to a two ninety-four x, twelve a one twenty-seven ISO. Not a lot of uh, power in this White Sox lineup. Uh, that does have a twenty-six percent K rate against righties. So, lots to like for Lynn tonight. Yeah,
1: twenty-five point two percent K rate in the projected lineup for this team. It's just like, hello. Um, you know, Dylan sees on the other side of this game. He's another guy. Like we were talking about Mitch Keller. Like Dylan Sees is a, a talented top prospect in this organization. Just really hasn't translated at all. He doesn't really have an out pitch against lefties, and it's really starting to bug him. But, you know, this is a spot that I kind of worry about him too. Like they have, you know, left-handed bats in this lineup. You got Calhoun, you got Odor, Chu, like Mazzara. You know, they have enough lefties in this lineup that I'm a little concerned in you know, even if Danny Santana is back and he's playing, like I know Mazar is out. I know I mentioned him, but he's out. Um, they, I think they have enough lefties, unless this lineup comes out right-handed heavy. I don't really have a ton of interest with all these pitchers that we have in this range today.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Until he proves it at the major league level, I'll probably just take a wait and see approach. If I'm choosing one of those cheap uh, young pitchers, I'll definitely go with Mitch Keller. You know, better ballpark, uh, and he's got a better matchup against the Reds. So I agree with you.
1: Um, As far as the bats go here, you know, I, I really don't hate any of the Texas lefties. Like, you know, it's tough to see what they're going to be doing with the lineup. But, you know, we just got them talking about Dylan has struggled a lot with, you know, striking lefties out. So I don't mind any of the lefties that crack the lineup here. And honestly, they're not too expensive outside of Calhoun, who's 4,800.
0: Yeah, Calhoun and Santana is kind of expensive too, but a really good spot for them. They're on the road. So we get those guaranteed ninth inning at bats. It's a pretty good ballpark. Chu, Santana, Calhoun, Odor, all bat from the left side. They all have an ISO of at least 200 against right-handed pitching. So, yeah, uh, picking on a young pitcher, I certainly don't mind that in tournaments.
1: Yeah, and I don't hate Nick Solak either. Um, this kid, very talented prospect, so I, I don't mind him. Um, he's still under 4K. He's, his price is going to rise. Like, when we do the podcast on Monday, he's, he'll be over 4K. Um, any interest here in any of the White Sox bats going up against Lance Lynn?
0: Uh, no, no interest for me. I mean, Jose Abreu has been pretty good uh, over the last couple of weeks. Moncada's back, uh, which is you know gives him a good left-handed bat. But he's just been so tough on batters from both sides of the plate. Held him under a 300x, under a 160 ISO. Um, doesn't give him up a lot of home runs either. So I will be uh, avoiding the White Sox for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, if Moncada was cheaper. Like, I know he's only 4,400, and that seems like a nice discount, but – he was a little cheaper here, I think I could take a shot, but I can't do it. Angels and Astros, nine and a half total here. Jose Suarez against Zach Granke. Granke, a minus 310 favorite. You know, I I don't want to spend too much time here, but when we look at Suarez, you know, 431 Woba, 18% K rate, a 3.28 home run per nine against righties. Like, he's allowed 13 home runs to righties in 35 innings. Like, He's facing a very right-handed heavy team with a lot of power. I think I, I think we can sum it up on passing on Suarez today.
0: Yeah, good luck Suarez. Now you're going <laughs> to need it.
1: Um, you know, Granky on the other side. What are we doing with Zach Granke here, going up against the Angels?
0: Uh, I don't love the matchup. Uh, the Angels do strike out at a little bit higher rate than they did earlier in the year. Uh, if you look at the bottom of their lineup. Uh, They do have some strikeouts, so it's a better matchup than it was earlier in the year, but um, if you're paying, well, I guess 8,800 is not a bad price point. He is a really big favorite, probably going to get plenty of run support. Um, I don't hate the play. I'll probably end up going more of the uh, stars and scrubs approach at pitcher where you pay up for your first guy and then pay down for your second guy, so that mid-range is probably going to be lost uh, in my roster builds, but uh, I certainly don't hate the play at 8,800.
1: Yeah, like, I I was with you. I was like, oh, man, like, I'm not playing Granky today. Pull up DK, 8,800. Oh, I guess, (laughs) you know, maybe I will play Granky today. Like, the price tag is fantastic for the upside that we know Zach Granky has. I know it's not the best matchup in the world up against the Angels, but, you know, I I think Granky is very much in play. When we're looking at all the options under 9K, like, he's certainly in the conversation. Like, I could see a Granky Velasquez build something along those lines and loading up with bats, so um bats here Uh, do you like anything for the angels
0: not really i could always get talked into mike trout as a one-off in tournaments especially if you're building multiple lineups you know, tani's got plenty of power as well but uh bad ballpark on the road bad matchup uh grinky's tough on both lefties and righties doesn't give up a lot of home runs doesn't give up up a lot of hard contact so i will not be uh you know looking to get too many angels in there
1: yeah i'm with you um you know Suarez has given up more home runs than Granky in a in a shorter period of time. So um yeah, and then when we look at the Astros bats, I kinda already talked about it. Like I, I really like the Astros uh, righties in this spot. You know, they've been a popular team, it feels like, all week, Derek. Like it <laughs> seems like we've been playing this, this team all week and they're priced up for the matchup today for sure.
0: Yeah, popular team, and I've been uh, playing them pretty much every night except for last night uh, when they had their best outing of the week. Uh, so obviously, I I should have predicted that. But yeah, Suarez gives up a lot of power to righties. So Springer, Altuve, Bregman, they all have uh, plenty of power. Altuve's just been on fire over the last few weeks. Probably wouldn't uh, look to the lefties because it's going to be hard to stack all five of the top uh, batters here. They're all at least fifty-two hundred on DraftKings, but. Uh, I do like the righties. You can make a nice three-man stack and then, you know, maybe put in Torinos at the bottom of the order.
1: Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Moving on. We got the Detroit Tigers, Minnesota Twins, eight and a half total. Matt Boyd against Jose Barrios. Barrios, uh, pretty big favorite here um, at home. Matt Boyd coming back from the paternity list. Didn't really affect him, to be honest. You know, he got his normal five days, like, You have to think that it's going to be okay, but uh, do you like the matchup at all?
0: Yeah, I probably shouldn't be on a pitch count or anything, so don't worry about the, you know, little O next to his name on DraftKings. But I don't love the matchup against the Twins, that's for sure. Um, They lead the majors in ISO. They lead the majors in home runs. Uh, He's facing them in Minnesota, and, you know, one of their best pitchers is on the mound at Barrios. So Uh, I don't love the spot for Boyd, and it's not like we're getting that big of a discount anyway, 9,700. Kind of steep in this slate. The
1: only interest that I would have in Boyd if if I was playing a bunch of teams, now I don't plan on playing a bunch of teams, but if we open up like projected ownership and Matt Boyd's like 2%, like he has one of the highest K rates on the on the slate. So like we have to also consider that if you're playing a bunch of teams, like it's not a good matchup by any means. Um, he, he should not pitch well here, but you never know. And if he's going to be 3% owned, that, that's nice leverage on the field. Jose Barrios, if I'm not paying up for Jacob DeGrom, it seems like a good spot for Barrios. He has been struggling recently. Like, we we see these struggles with him from time to time, and you're like, why? Like, why are you struggling in these spots? But, you know, look at his last three matchups. Texas, Cleveland, Atlanta. Those aren't the three easiest matchups in the world. So, I don't want to hold that over his head. I want to load up on him here facing Detroit. Um, We know the upside is tremendously high here.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's been better at home throughout his career. Uh, every season he's pitching the majors, he's had much better spots at home. Uh, great matchup against Detroit. You know, if you just play every pitcher against them the rest of the year, you'll probably end up being pretty popular or pretty profitable. Uh, their projected lineup is just terrible at this point. 301 actual by 27% carried against right-handed pitching. And it's just a good bounce-back spot. So I really like Barrios uh, on DraftKings at 10K. And then on FanDuel it just feels way too cheap at 8,800. Yeah, I didn't even
1: realize he was that cheap on FanDuel. God, I love that price point. Um, honestly, I don't really love a lot of bats from this game. I'm definitely not playing anything on the Detroit side. Nothing really standing out to me over there. You know, Minnesota, I, you can make an argument anytime for stacking Minnesota. Um, you know, Sano, Cruz, Garver, all really good numbers against lefties this season. You know, Crone should be back in the lineup here. You can make an argument for it. I don't know if it's necessarily something I'd want to do. Maybe, like, his baby's been keeping him up, no sleep with the new (laughs) baby, and, like, he comes out and gets rocked here. Detroit bullpen's bad. But, you know, we're not – they're not super expensive outside of Nelly. Like, you can make the stack. Like, what are your, like, interest levels on Minnesota here against Boyd?
0: Yeah, depending on ownership, I probably will have some interest in a stack. Uh, If you look at Boyd, you know, he's not a guy that gets – um that gives up a lot of you know power or sorry he's not a guy that gets just struggles in terms of his weight on base average expo but does have a high strikeout rate but he's given up 16 home runs in his last 10 starts Uh, that's the one thing he struggles with we know the twins they lead the majors in home runs lineup just loaded with right handed power so the guys you mentioned uh like garver i like cruz Uh, i think ceno's fine uh probably not a full stack for me but i do think you can look at these guys in tournaments all right, we're going
1: to keep moving on here. We got Arizona at Milwaukee, 10 total. Merrill Kelly against Jordan Lyles. Lyles, a 157 or 156 favorite here. Um, any interest in Merrill Kelly?
0: No, thank you. Uh, he really struggles against lefties. He really struggles on the road, and uh, he's going to be facing a lot of lefties, and he's going to be playing on the road in a hitter friendly ballpark. So I will not be playing Merrill Kelly.
1: 15.6% K rate, 46% hard hit rate against lefties this season for Merrill Kelly. The X Fip is about a run, run and a half higher than his ERA. His home run to fly ball ratio is eleven percent. That certainly helps when the roof is closed in Arizona. Guess what? Um not gonna help. Not gonna help here in Milwaukee today. Uh one of my favorite sacks on the slate is the Brewers going to pass on Merrill Kelly. Is Jordan Lyles a little interesting here? Like we have a ton of options on this slate in this range. He's been really bad this season, but he's had like bright spot starts too. Like I don't think I'll play him today because there's so many people in this range that I'd rather play, but like would you be shocked if you opened up like DK or FanDuel or Fantasy Draft today and like saw that Jordan Lyles is on
0: the winning team? <laughs> uh Maybe on FanDuel. On DraftKings, probably not. Um, I think he's a fine play, but – I think you mentioned it. There's so many good options in this price range. You know, in a different slate at 7K, he would certainly be viable. Uh, and if you're building a bunch of lineups, I certainly think you can get some exposure to him. But um, he does struggle against lefties, 355X, well, with 288 ISO allowed this season. We know Milwaukee, uh, pretty hitter-friendly ballpark. And look at Arizona's lineup. I mean, they have uh, Dyson, Marte, Escobar, Peralta, Lamb. They can all bat from the left side. So uh, I'm a little bit worried about Lyles, even though you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him put up 25.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that I wouldn't target some bats against him. You kind of already talked about it, his numbers against lefties. He has a 2.21 home run per nine against lefties this season. we got plenty of upside here. Uh, What do you like here for Arizona?
0: Yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, spoiled it with all the lefties I just mentioned. But um, the guys with some power, (laughs) Um, you know, Dyson doesn't have a lot of power, so I probably wouldn't look at him. But he always seems underpriced on FanDuel for some reason. Um, But I would be more interested in the power bats, you know, Kettle Marte, Escobar, Peralta, they all have an ISO of at least 215 against right-handed pitching, uh, and that certainly helps playing in uh, Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, you know, I think David Peralta, 4,500, is really cheap, and like you mentioned, Dyson, usually cheap on Fandle and Yahoo, um, usually kind of flies under the radar over there. So, definitely going to be looking at the lefties. And like I said, the Brewers are one of my favorite stacks on the slate. I think this is a lock and load spot for the the Brew crew. Um, I don't like Merrill Kelly. I've, I've said it on this podcast many times. Like, I'm just waiting for those games where he blows up because I always have at least one stack against him. And, you know, this is a spot that he's coming off a good game against San Francisco, and I hope that the Brewers aren't extremely popular here today.
0: Yeah, they probably will be, especially if uh Trent Grisham ends up batting lead off because he's uh been underpriced on DraftKings pretty much all year, thirty five hundred. Uh, hasn't been getting the starts the last couple of days. I'm not sure, you know, why they haven't been playing it. He what?
1: Lorenzo Kane was one uh, of the
0: reasons that Gresham was batting leadoff and playing every day. Kane's back. Okay. Well, they should still play Grisham over Kane. Kane hasn't been very good against right handed pitching. Um so if he's at the top of the order, I think it makes the stack easier. It'll probably make it more popular as well. But if he's not, you still get Grandal, Yellich, Moustakis. Um, I like him quite a bit. And you'd obviously complete the stack because if they get into um, Merrill Kelly early, then a uh, pretty good matchup against the Diamondbacks bullpen. Rockies and
1: Cardinals, eight and a half total. Peter Lambert against Jack Flaherty. Flaherty, a 220 favorite here. Um, any interest in Peter Lambert?
0: I do not. um, You know, hasn't been great. I think he pitched well in his very first start of his major league career and has been pretty terrible ever since. Look at his last three starts. Sierra over 7.5, 14% walk rate, 6% strikeout rate. So yeah, good luck to him tonight in St. Louis. I know they've been bad against righties, but uh, this is a good spot for them to get going.
1: Yeah, you know you have to you have to like picking on Lambert. He's he's bad to both sides of the plate, like you mentioned. And his his away numbers aren't much better than his home numbers. So it's not just cores for him. Flaherty's ninety four hundred. You know, he's a guy that we've been kind of paying up for as a as a stud recently. He's ninety four hundred here getting the Rockies on the road. Do you have any interest here in Flaherty?
0: I do. I know the Rockies have, you know, quite a few lefties in their lineup. Flaherty does struggle against left handed hitters, but I mean, just look at his last few starts. Uh, He's had 25, 36, 33, 31, and 19 fantasy points over his last five. Um, He's just been really good against righties, 33% K rate. Uh, You do worry about, you know, Blackman and Murphy, but it's not like, you know, Murphy, Tapia, McMahon. They're not that scary. And if you look at the Rockies' numbers on the road, they're bottom five in WRC+. They're top 10 in strikeouts. So I think it's a really good spot for Flaherty, and you're getting a nice discount on DraftKings.
1: Um, as far as the Rockies bats, anything kind of standing out to you here?
0: You could make a case for Blackman, uh, as a lead off, but, uh, you know, 5,300, it's hard to pay for that on the road. Uh, you know, in St. Louis, I know Flaherty does struggle a bit against left-handed power, but I don't think I can get there.
1: Yeah. I think you can make an argument for like a Daniel Murphy too, um, under 4k, probably more on fantasy draft where you can play multiple first basemen. So I don't hate like a Daniel Murphy in the spot. Um, you know, you kind of already touched on the Cardinals. I, I think this uh, – I'm with you. Like, you you know, you want this to be a let's get it going Cardinals spot. And the thing that you kind of have to like here about the Cardinals is Azuna's 4900 and then the next highest price guy is Goldie and Edmund at 45 Like, it's not hard to make this stack work.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've been burned by the Cardinals enough. I probably won't end up uh, stacking them. But they're in a really good spot. You mentioned Lambert. Struggles with power from both sides of the plate. If you look at his, you know, advanced X Woba numbers, um, his X I so he's much worse against lefties, uh, which doesn't really bode well for a full stack given that most of their power bats from the right side. But I do like those guys. Um, Ozuna, Goldschmidt, Fowler. I think they're all fine. Uh I just don't know if I'll get to a full stack.
1: Yeah, and the other thing that you gotta kinda like here about like DeYong is he's more of a flyball guy and Lambert's more of a ground ball guy. So it should should help him in this spot. Uh, Red Sox and Padres, Eduardo Rodriguez against Chris Paddock. Eight and a half total here. It's a pick-em game. Um, any interest in Eduardo Rodriguez?
0: Yeah, a lot to like about uh, Rodriguez. You know, he's one of those guys. Bad form, but he typically pitches deep into the games. Um, he's got good numbers against both lefties and righties. He gets the positive park shift pitching in San Diego. Gets to face the opposing pitcher rather than uh, the DH. So that's nice. The $9,200 price point is nice. Uh, there's a lot to like here. Uh, certainly, no issues with him in any format. I know the form has been bad, but the Padres just strike out at such a high rate that I think yeah, it's a pretty good spot for him.
1: Yeah, like they—they they obviously have a little bit better numbers against lefties and righties. But Tatis being out of this lineup, we keep talking about it all week. Um, it, it's a—it's a certain downgrade for this lineup. So, Eduardo's ninety-two hundred. Like you know, you can build a couple of these. You know 8k 9k pitching lineups and you know there's plenty of options today like we're we're not hurting on pitching today so that means probably um all the pitchers are gonna get rocked in the slate or something weird um paddock on the other side like you know another guy that is kind of interesting like the red sox are losing the dh like what are they gonna do here like are you know are they gonna play jd at first base like it it will be really interesting to see what the lineup looks like for Boston because Chris Paddock's been really, really good at home this season and he's 8,600.
0: Yeah, he's been really good. High strikeout rate, low walk rate, um, a lot to lag the ballpark, but I just can't target pitchers against Boston. Um, I know they have a lot working against them. Even if, you know, J.D. Martinez gets the night off, I still don't think I can get there. Uh, Paddock's not a guy that's going to throw a hundred pitches. I don't think he's top 97 in any of his last 10 starts. So, uh, certainly a good price point you can get there if you're building a bunch of lineups but um yeah it's tough it's one of those spots where you have a really good pitcher that's underpriced against a really good offense and typically in these situations i avoid both sides
1: yeah um i i hear you it's like DraftKings today is like um we're daring you to play Granky, paddock or paxton um in their tough matchups. so <sighs> red sox bats like I, you can make a strong argument for Devers. He's one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. It's just he's 5,700. He's going to be really low on. I, I don't really go I, – I don't see myself going out of my way to play really anybody on the Red Sox today against Paddock.
0: Yeah, uh, a lot working against them, like we mentioned. You know, no DH, uh, negative ballpark shift. They're not discounted um, on any site really. You know, Mookie's fifty-two, Devers fifty-seven, uh, tough matchup against Paddock. So yeah, if you look at Devers game line, I mean, he's just been on fire. So I wouldn't mind that as a one-off, but I don't think uh I'm looking to Boston very much tonight.
1: Yeah, and you know, the other side of this game, you know, I think you can always potentially look at Renfro or Machado against the lefty, but um I don't want to go out of my way to stack the Padres here.
0: Yeah, right there with you. Machado feels a little too cheap. So does Renfro, actually. 4100 for Machado on DraftKings, 4200 for Renfro. But Rodriguez is a guy that's been tough on righties. You know, held him to a 138 ISO last year, 143 ISO this year. Hard contact rate, under 29% in both seasons. So uh, he's not a guy that gives up a lot of power, and that's really you know, the only reason we're targeting anyone from San Diego is the power. So, um, yeah, kind of right there with you. Yankees and
1: Dodgers, eight and a half total. James Paxton against um, Ryu. Ryu is a one hundred and sixty favorite here. Um, any interest in Paxton? Uh, I don't
0: know. I don't know what I want to do with Paxton. You know, we know the talents there. Uh, gets a positive park shift. Gets to face the opposing pitcher. Kind of the same thing that we're saying for Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, the Dodgers aren't as good as left against lefties as they are against righties. Uh, strike out at a little bit higher rate, but it's still a tough matchup. I don't really know. I want to get your take on him because I'm kind of on the fence with Paxton.
1: I think he's a good large field tournament play. He's 9K. We know that he can go out and pitch, you know, 100-plus pitches. We know he can put up 30. Um, and, and he's been in a lot better form recently. Like, faced the Indians in his last time out, and Cleveland just doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. So, it's really tough to judge that matchup. They they are such a pain. They they walk. They, they – you know work counts so paxton's 9k he has plenty of upside i have no issues with taking a shot on paxton and, and like even Ryu on the other side of this game i know the yankees are a really good team if Ryu was the same price as paxton i, I think i would take a shot on Ryu too but 10-2 for Ryu when I have the same upside in the same game facing just as tough of offense, like it's tough to play Ryu over like a Paxton or a Grankey who are much cheaper.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Paxton, Granke, you mentioned Flaherty's in a good spot. Barrios against the Tigers, DeGrom, Lance Lynn. There's just so many options that you really want to feel good about your pitcher. And I just don't know if I can do that. Um, You know, with Ryu, I know he's been very good against righties. I know, you know, he doesn't walk anybody, but he can still get into trouble uh, against the Yankees. You know, they have enough power uh, for any ballpark, really. So, I think he's fine, but probably not a guy that I look to.
1: Yeah, and the other thing that, like, is a little worrisome with Ryu is, like, the strikeout numbers have been way down recently. So, like, that's another thing that I'm a little worried about when I'm paying, you know, 10-2 for a guy. So, um, any of the bats here for the Yankees that you like?
0: I don't want to play any of them, but Aaron Judge is still thirty nine hundred on DraftKings. Um monster numbers against lefties, four sixty one X but two fifty-eight ISO. No it's a bad ballpark, I know it's a bad matchup, but I will always play him under 4K against the lefty.
1: Fair enough. Um I get it. <laughs> it's just you know, where where is the power going for Aaron Judge? It's it's like strikeout city right now. Are we sure that's not Stanton that's in there? <laughs> Like, <laughs> um, I will say Torres, too. He's 44. Sanchez is 42. I wouldn't stack them, but any of those three guys, if you want to play them as one-offs, like I'm not going to talk you out of it. Um, and then when we look at the Dodgers, I know Will Smith is expensive, but he's been absolutely crushing lefties. Um, I don't think I could pay 5K for him, but you know he's kind of interesting. But I think the guy you, you have to have some interest in here for the Dodgers is, is Justin Turner at 4,400.
0: Yeah, Turner's the guy that just never gets played for whatever reason. I know he plays uh, third base. It's a deep position. But nobody ever plays him, even when he's facing lefties. Um, He's just as good against righties almost this season. But 262 ISO. And I don't mind A.J. Pollock either. Um, If he ends up batting leadoff, he's only 4,100. So uh, we've seen Paxton get blown up a few times this season. We know he's incredibly talented. But when things go wrong, they typically go really wrong. And the Dodgers are an offense that can take advantage of that.
1: All right, um, last one on the slate. We got Toronto at Seattle, nine and a half total. We got Trent Thornton against Justice. Um, Sheffield, Pick'em game. Any interest here in Thornton?
0: Not really. I uh, like the matchup for sure. You know, with Seattle's the team that we've been picking on, but they've been a little bit better offensively over the last couple of weeks. Um, they've ruined a number of my lineups <laughs> single-handedly. But uh, Thornton, I mean, he's 6,200. The price point's fine. The strikeout rate's decent but well, they do uh, have a lot of lefties in their lineup. And that's kind of the side of the plate that he does struggle with. 328 X, we allowed two seventeen ISO. ISO. Um, this game does have a pretty high total of nine and a half runs.
1: Yeah. Um, a slight interest in Thornton. Just if, if he comes in at low ownership and he's facing Seattle, the upside's there. Like if, you know, this game's in Seattle too. So he's getting the ballpark bump. Um, it would all just depend on like projected ownership for Thornton with all these other guys in this price range. Like, If like, I think he's interesting. Like, let's say Mitch Keller, we open it up and he's like 25% uh, projected ownership at at home. And that's where I would start getting a little interest in Thornton. um, If he comes in at like five, to 10% Sheffield, you know, we've seen Sheffield, you know, he's a talented young prospect. He has case stuff, but his biggest issue is every time they move him up a level, um, whether it be from double A to triple A or triple A to the majors, or, you know, this time it's going from double A to the majors, like, He just walks people. Um, And and it's kind of like a catch-22, right, Derek? Like, we have a pitcher that walks a lot of guys, and we have a young Toronto Blue Jays team that are all free swingers. They're all very young. It's – I don't think I'll play Sheffield here, and it's just more of I I can't really trust him to go deep in the game because they want him for the bullpen. And two, uh, the walks are just the biggest issue for me.
0: Yeah, I think uh, he's talented, like you mentioned. Good numbers at the double A level, but uh, the walks do scare me for sure. Um, at the at the triple A level, 18% K rate, 16% walk rate. So K minus walk percentage of only 2%, uh, which is one of the worst of the entire slate. And, yeah, it's just tough. You know, we know Toronto's got a lot of young talent. So uh, I get it. 5,700 is enticing, but I'm not going to go there.
1: The ballpark, the, the matchups with the young swingers here, I, like I, I get it. Um, Toronto bats what are we looking at here for Toronto
0: yeah don't mind targeting any of the righties Um, we're not getting huge discounts on Bichette but yeah Vlad Guerrero at 4k Uh, Gritchick has been better over the last couple months he's at 3,800 if Chaos Hernandez gets the start bats in a decent spot he's only 3,700 so if you want to look to this offense for some cheap bats I know it's not a great ballpark but uh, they certainly have plenty of upside Um, you mentioned the walks with Sheffield and I have to get to him early. Don't mind uh, going up against that bullpen. So, do like Toronto probably more than the field is going to be on.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, you know, Bobashed, 4,600 seems like a lot. But we look at his game log and, like, 4,600 for a guy that just keeps producing. I think he's certainly okay. Uh, you mentioned Vlad. If Vlad gets a hold of it, he's going to hit it out of anywhere. I'm not worried about the ballpark with him. So, you know, at 4K – I don't mind some of these cheap bats. Like, I'm kind of hoping Smoke's back in there. Smoke's good against lefties. Like, there's plenty of bats here for Toronto that, you know, I have interest in. Um, as far as the, the Seattle side of things, is there anything kind of standing out to you for Seattle?
0: They're just a little too expensive for me on DraftKings. On FanDuel, it's really cheap. Uh, Smith's 2800 Crawford 29 Nola 25 um, Narvaez, 24, so definitely more enticing on Fanduel, DraftKings, everyone's priced above 4K, at least all the guys that I would want to play. So um probably not looking their way on DraftKings, but Fanduel you could definitely get some value.
1: Yeah, I like the spot for Vogelbach. Um When you're looking at the numbers for Trent Thornton, he does give up home runs to lefties. Um So definitely don't mind the spot for Vogelbach. And like you said, if you get any of these cheap guys, like Malik Smith's always interesting because if he gets on, he's going to run, so... Gives you plenty of upside in that aspect. Kyle Seeger's been crushing the ball. Um, I was just really quickly seeing uh, Jake Fraley is in the play player pool. Uh, he's another guy that he's he's been really good um, in, in AAA, and he has Jack in the backup side. Like, he's a guy that will run, plus he has power. Be very interesting to see where they hit him if he's in the lineup. Um, I hope they bat him up towards the top of the lineup, but I think he hit seventh or eighth against Tampa in his debut, so – um, watch for him to be in the lineup. He's really cheap, especially um, in this one. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here uh, for the weekend. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today.
0: All right, a lot of good options here. Uh, I'm tempted to go Velasquez, but I'll go with the rookie, Mitch Keller. I like the matchup. At home, Cincinnati, not uh, that intimidating of a matchup. They do strike out at a pretty high rate against righties.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the free square. I'm going to take Velasquez um, against Miami. You know, just – I know I'm going to play him, and I know he's going to be popular, and I'm still going to play him. I don't care. Um, Over 8K to score under 15. I feel like this one's harder than the under 8K one today.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go – you know, there's a lot of uh, expensive arms and tough matchups. I'm going to go with Matt Boyd. Um, On the road, you know, maybe he hasn't been getting enough sleep, uh, you know, since he was on paternity leave, and he's just been giving up home runs a bunches. we know, Minnesota, they hit a ton of home runs, so – I'll go Matt Boyd.
1: All right. I'm going to take Paddock, and it's more of just a pitch count thing, and he's facing Boston. Like, I I can see playing him today, but, like, when I'm looking at this range, like, it's really tough to click Paddock's name over Granky, Paxton, those guys in that range. So Um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run.
0: I will go – well, it talks about Boyd giving up home runs, so I'll go Mitch Carver.
1: Oh, I like that catcher play. I like that. Um, I'm going to go Corey Dickerson. Uh, We talked about him. We talked about that team a little while ago. Um, I know this game's in Miami, but I I really like C. Dick today. Um, He's a guy that I want (laughs) to play. Under 4K to get two hits, who's your cheap guy today?
0: Uh, I'm going to go to Toronto. A number of guys you could play there. Uh, I'll go with Teoscar Hernandez. Um, If he's in the lineup, if not, I'll go Gritchick
1: ever one of the cheap outfielders cracked the lineup. Um I'm going to go with the $3100 Matt Duffy against Ty Blatch today. Um should hit towards the 5 or 6 spot uh, against Blatch. We know he's not going to really strike anybody out, so I'm going to take Duffy, hopefully he gets a couple, you know, maybe 3 at bats against Blatch in that bullpen. So um really like Duffy at 31 today just kind of makes everything fit. Uh give me a stack to score 6 or more runs
0: uh i'll piggyback off your duffy call and go with the rays Uh, really good spot for them in baltimore going up against block struggles against batters from both sides
1: all right i'm gonna end the the week on a very very chalky call and i don't care i'm gonna go with the brewers they're gonna score more than 10 runs today not six (laughs) ten i'm giving you guys a four point cushion so um any final thoughts before we get out of here Derek?
0: No, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, first time doing video on the morning grind. So anybody watching out there, um, not sure why you're watching, but Hey, uh, why not? I,
1: you know, a lot of people have messaged me and they said that they can listen during or, or listen or watch on like a YouTube while they're, you know, at work where they're not able to like listen on their phones. So it's helping those people out. I don't think they're necessarily watching. Like we're just chatting. Um, I don't know really what, what's much to watch, but uh, which, which minor league baseball hat is Stevie wearing today? Like that—that's that's the game of the dr- drinking game of the morning grind. So, yeah. anyway, he is notorious. I am Stevie. Um, no NASCAR this weekend, so I can't even pump up the NASCAR package. Golf's wearing down, so can't really pump up golf. Like we're just gonna get out of here. We're gonna enjoy our last couple weeks before football starts, and we're really crazy busy. So, hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contests, and we will see you then.